What is up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Canucks Weekly Podcast. My name is Dylan Kayser. I'm joined by my good pal, Jack Friedman. Jack, it's been a couple weeks, actually. We haven't talked Canucks for a while. Uh, how's your last uh, last two weeks been? Uh, well, my last two weeks has been good. My firm offered me a job, so I'm feeling all right about that. There we go. And, there we go. Uh, so, yeah, that's uh, it's, it's good news in my life. Um, other than that, we've watched... You've had, you've had, a, lo- you've had a lot of... Uh, big news rolling Ugh. through with your life the last few it's a, weeks it's a crazy crazy time man the next six months is going to be nuts the last the next six months or oh, the yeah. next 18 years oh man well next <laughs> rest of my life yeah there you go exactly yeah. and uh and the canucks honestly aren't making our lives any easier they oh. they continue to uh unimpress i guess they continue to not live up to expectations here I mean, that last game against Vegas where they blew it, I mean, oh, man. I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing, you know? I thought for once the Canucks would put up a good performance against a top team in this league, but, you know, there we sit with a 5-4 loss. When we're up by two, when we're up by two, uh, yep. it's when we start to sweat. Exactly. Like, it's just, that's not the way it's supposed to be. When you're up by two, you're supposed to be sitting pretty, but no, not with this team. No, not with this team. And hey, I I appreciate everybody commenting in the live chat. Connor, we see you uh, saying abs to win 3-2. Connor has has lost. Yeah, optimistic. But Connor has lost faith uh, in the Vancouver Canucks, saying we're rubbish at the moment defensively and Demko needs to be benched for now. He just can't regain his form right now. Yeah, Demko has struggled this year. That that has not helped out the Vancouver Canucks. Yeah, that like... I, I still blame the defense personally, but look, Demko can't do it all. He's not having the season of his life, but even if he was, I don't think it would help all that much. Like, you know, I, I was going to throw out a 4-1 for tonight tonight's game. Sure. For for not for the Avalanche, not for the Vancouver Club. Oh, wow. This goes without saying. Well, here's the thing, though. If Demko was playing like Demko of last year, you know, do you think we would see a 4-1? You, you know? Maybe not, of- this, maybe not, but like, look, I, I don't think the Canucks would be above 500. Even still, yeah. I mean, fair enough. They haven't they haven't played well. I mean, you can't you really can't put it on the goaltender. I I just think you know he has Demko hasn't had the best year. And no. like that that Spencer Knight do. Spencer Knight's only going to do so much. You know, we we seem to get points every time that uh, Knight's in net. Um, but um, well, I was going to say like. Horvat and Pedersen can score all the goals they like, but when the defense are letting in as many, if not more, than they're scoring, what's your what sorry, are you Spencer do? Martin? I I always say Spencer Knight for some reason. It's Spencer Martin. God damn. <laughs> but yeah, we yeah, always yeah, get points true. with Spencer Martin net. But again, I I don't think that's going to last too long. No. Um, at, at a certain point, he's going to drop off, and Demko needs to be that clear cut number one guy. We're just I don't know. We're just not seeing it right now. It's all about averages, right? Like he's a young guy. He's a rookie goalie. Um, you, you can't really expect all that much from him. Uh, is yeah. Jack getting married? Is that his big already news? married? Yeah. Um, so the big well, news what, for what me is, is uh, my wife's pregnant, and I got a job. Yeah, there we go. So you know the the rebuild we're looking at about nineteen years because we're going to train this guy. He's gonna he's gonna save the franchise. What 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 are we going to focus him on? Being a more of a defensive or, or uh, offensive guy? Who's that? The, your kid that is going to save oh, this shit. goddamn yeah, franchise. Yeah, yeah, let's go. Yeah, that's the only Man. hope we have at this point. You know point. what? Look, the Canucks need a defenseman. That's that's what we need. Like, I've been hearing rumors about them shipping off uh, Myers to Ottawa and stuff like that. Like, I, I don't yeah. know what they're thinking. Like, Myers isn't the best, but we need defense. Defense Connor, is what we'll be training to do. 
Yeah, there defense we go. Wins there cups. we go. There we go. So in 18, 19 years, we'll have that top defenseman finally. We promise you, Vancouver Canucks <laughs> yeah, fan. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I mean, if, if we're willing to do the, the morning hockey routine as the hockey parents, you know? Yeah, I, honestly, if I ever had a kid, I don't, I don't know if I'd sign them up for hockey just because of that. You know, you're yeah, exactly. you're kind of you're you're kind of ruining your weekends for the foreseeable future if you do. I have that. other things I want to do. Come on, <laughs> exactly. Uh, Condor's also saying one thing the uh, Vancouver base needs to stop doing is the Bruce chant. They don't seem to realize we choke on big leads when they think it's all over. Uh, you know what? At this point. I'm not a big fan of the Bruce chant. Like it was fun the first year because Bruce turned things around, but this year, well, you know, with the performance that this team's put up, I, I don't see a reason to be cheering for Bruce Boudreaux. I hate to well, say it. That's the thing, man, is that this is an epically historically bad season. Like I, I, I can't stress enough how bad this is. Like it is officially a worse season than last year. How could that be? Unbelievable. How could that be? Now, Dylan, I just sent you a screenshot of, of a tweet from Sportsnet. Um, this is the most losses in a season when holding a multi-goal lead in Canucks history. They've done it in just 19 games. Wow. Like, how, how has this happened? I, I can't tell you, honestly. With this team spending to the cap... You know, again, Bruce Boudreaux, who apparently is the savior. You know, he he's behind the bench. We're spent, like I said, we're spending money. We have Demko. We have they, all these great players. They fired Green last year after yeah. a start that wasn't as bad as this one. Yeah. No, I know. And, and apparently, a roster that wasn't as good. You know, we've added pieces since that year. You know, with some free agent pickups and whatnot. Bo Horvat's having a a hell of a year right now. Elias Pettersson isn't even playing bad. But I think, again, we've talked about it so much on this podcast. The big thing is defense. It's never yeah. been addressed over the last, let's say, decade. Honestly, yeah. it's never been addressed. And that's the thing. Is, look, I'm not saying they should go ahead and fire Bruce. I'm just saying, historically speaking, coaches don't survive things like this. No, they don't. Right? Well, so what well, do you do? And the rumor going around, and I guess rightfully so, but at the end of the day, if you want to see uh, Jacob saying go Knights, by the way, in the live chat, abs are – Abs five nothing and saying they're eleven three and one versus y'all. Okay, interesting. Well, the um, Canucks have had a historically bad decade of hockey, so I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it, it, exactly. Uh, what else we got in the chat, Jacob? We we got to your comments. We got to your comments. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> how many games have we lost when we're winning? I mean, it's pretty so much all of them. It seems. Yeah, it seems like we had a lead at some point in all of those games, and we've blown them all. Yeah, I think it's like eight or nine. It's like half the games this season. Yeah. Uh, Luke Shen must be fed up coming all the way from Florida to try and work with the dreadful. He's been playing well. Yeah, Luke Shen's been playing well. But again, I mean, he's he's a depth guy at the end of the day. You can't expect too much from him. And, you know, just back to our point again, you know, this defense has never been addressed. There's no defensive prospects in the pipeline coming up that are going to save things. There's no cap flexibility to make any real moves. I mean, bringing in Ethan bear, I I've liked Ethan bear so far. Actually, I think he's been a good pickup, but sure. how much is he really going to change? Yeah. It's, he's not a franchise top, you know, Norris winning defenseman. I mean, that's what we need realistically. That is what we need. And, you know, we've said it before. Quinn Hughes is a great defenseman, but he's an offensive guy. We, you know, we need the defensive side of that. And guys like OEL and Tyler Myers, I mean, they're just not doing it. If they were living up to their potential from back in the day, maybe they would be. 
Yeah, exactly. But none of those guys, I mean, I mean, it sucks to say, but I mean, we've already seen the best hockey that we're going to see from Oliver Ekman Larson and Tyler Meyer. We've seen the best of them in Vancouver Canucks uniforms, which is kind of scary. You know, it doesn't get better after this with those players. So that means like that means you have to move on from guys. Um, You know, I was listening to the radio today and Thomas Durant brought up some really good points. You know, Elias Patterson and Quinn Hughes in their prime, the Vancouver Canucks aren't going to be better than what they are today. You know, if you look at what the roster is and how much they're spending, this in theory could be the best Vancouver Canucks team that Quinn Hughes and Elias Pettersson see during their prime. Absolutely pathetic. would be an absolute waste. I mean, they've already wasted Bo Horvat's prime. I mean, honestly, at the end of the day, I know we're going to talk about this later in the episode, but does it make sense to keep Bo Horvat in Vancouver at the Uh, age he's at, at the state that the franchise is in? They call this the darkest timeline for a reason, right? Like, yeah. this is just <laughs> yeah. all gone downhill since 2011. Like, there, exactly. we we, been... saw, we were there. We saw the moment it, we, it we turned dark. We said it at the time. Yeah, we did. I, I, big, big community fans. Yeah, I just, man, <laughs> I I can't stress how depressing this is as a Canucks fan. Like, it almost seems masochistic at this point. Yeah, know. I know. I know. It's but, like the owners like it. I, I don't know what they're doing. Like, it, the more we learn about what's going on behind the scenes, the more we learn about who was working for them and what they were doing, like, it's self-sabotage. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, um, I, what else is it? Like, they're the, the, the owners are interfering in the jobs of the people they hired to do the job that's not their job. Yeah, no, I know. And, and you know, I mean, this is, uh, this is kind of an old example, but... Uh, Corey Schneider was a good example of uh, the Edmonton. Well, the Edmonton Oilers actually had a, a better, the best offer for Corey Schneider, and ownership oh, yeah. stepped in and said, "We're not. He's not going to Edmonton. We're not going to have that in the same division." And they took the New Jersey deal, which hey, panned out. We got Bo Horvat, but that's just one example of ownership stepping in for such a big move. Can you yeah. imagine how much they st- step in? Uh, in all these other discussions regarding trades and player movements. I mean, they're, that's not what they do. I mean, they, they build apartments and farm blueberries, don't they? So, I mean, I, uh, last I checked, they don't have extensive knowledge of the game of hockey. Yeah. I mean, at this point I'd take Ron Reynolds over that for sure. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, at least Ryan Reynolds isn't going to interfere and meddle with everything and, you do. And like he said on Twitter, he knows the rules of the game of hockey. So yeah. this is all, all we can ask for. Uh, Connor saying, if you guys watched Steve Dangle the other week, he ripped into Miller, called him worse than Kessel was at Toronto. I saw a about that, actually, yeah. Says he tries when attacking, but in his own end sucks defensively. Yeah, I mean, he does not really put in the effort in the defensive zone. I can definitely see that. As much as plus minus is a flawed stat, and we can go over that as much as we like, but objectively speaking, like, what is he doing? He's what is he minus minus twelve minus eleven something like that. I, I'm not sure. I'll bring up the stats right it's, now and look it's quickly. It's just absolutely horrific. Like if you look at Horvat and Pe- like I saw I saw a screenshot of it the other day. So yeah, minus Horvat eleven. And Pedersen yeah. were both plus eight, and then Besser and Miller were both minus eleven. Yeah, like that's ridiculous. Yeah, the- best. Yeah, you're right. JT Miller and Besser minus eleven. Um, Horvat's a minus two right now. Oh, was he? I thought he was plus somewhere other. But Pedersen was was in the in the positive range. But yeah, and and, and 
like, look, to be fair to Horvat, he plays a bit of a defensive role. So I'm sure he's out there on penalty kills and stuff like that. I mean, not that you get plus minus during during power plays, but still, I feel like Horvat has a bit more of an excuse than, than Miller does because Miller's supposed to be the offensive guy who's supposed to be playing in the other team's end. Yeah. Not in our end, getting scored on. Like, that's not what he's here to do. That's not why we signed him. Yeah. Uh, Jacob say Ovi has the worst plus minus in the league with dash 14. I don't, well, I don't think Ovi's too worried about his defensive play either. So I don't know if it's a great yeah. example, but yeah, I mean, here's the thing though. The franchise committed to JT Miller with that big contract. When they did that, Bo Horvat was still, you know, due for a contract waiting for a deal. So the Canucks decided that they were going to go with JT Miller over Bo Horvat, essentially, what we think is going to happen, and this is and this is what you get. I mean, it's not what they expected. So, I don't think. Dylan, who's your pick for next captain then, if Horvat goes? I don't know, and I don't know that there needs to be a captain immediately. Um, yeah, I, I don't want to see Pedersen as captain immediately. I don't. He doesn't strike me as captain material right now. He's too quiet. Yeah, I, I don't think he's he's ready to step into that role. The, you know, the only guys that you know, fit into the mold of a, of a captain, I guess, are guys that I would never make captain. You know, guys like Luke Shen, you know, yeah. in a traditional sense, he's more of a captain. He has more captain qualities, I, I guess. But, you know, yeah, he's, I he, he, but he's a depth guy. You know, he's on the bottom pairing most nights. Um, he's on a like one we're gonna, we're gonna do the Buffalo Sabre thing and not have a captain for a few years. Why not? Why not? Honestly. And also you got to think about this too. I mean, when the Vancouver Canucks signed JT Miller again, Bo Horvat was still waiting for a contract. Bo Horvat is your captain. I mean, does that, you know, does that signal that this franchise is super pleased with Bo Horvat as their captain? I mean, I'm not reading into things, but I mean, you got to think about it eventually is, are they actually happy with this guy as their captain? If they're not willing to lock him up long-term, all these rumors are flying around about him being moved and they're not really discounting any of them. You know, you hear rumors about the Vancouver Canucks talking to, or the two teams, Columbus. Apparently they're calling about Bo Horvat. I Um, I heard about Ottawa. Ottawa's another one. Um, You know, lots of people, I think there's more speculation, but, you know, the Colorado Avalanche, I mean, they lost Nazem Kadri. Just think about Bo Horvat stepping in and taking that role. I mean, it would be perfect. Yeah. But, again, are they that happy with him as captain? If they were, I think they would have done something and tried to sign him long-term this summer. I like that move from those other teams' perspective. Uh, I don't know what the Canucks would be getting back that would make that worth it for us, you know? Well, I mean, for as far as, you know, value for Bo Horvat, I mean, you got to at least get a first round pick and a really good prospect. And I think if you look at comparables over the last few years, I think you can definitely get that. Easily get that. What would you throw out as a comparable? Um, I'd say there, there was the trade with uh, Matt Duchesne a few years ago. Like and the, I believe the, that the was a trade with Nashville. And, yeah. Uh, and I believe that was a for Matt Duchesne. He essentially got a first round pick a really good prospect. And I think it was a conditional first or second. Was that Ottawa, Columbus and Nashville? I believe so. I believe so. I could be getting that wrong. I, I, I I'm not a hundred percent sure, but either way, Matt Duchesne in that trade, again, got a first round pick, I believe a, a top prospect and another conditional pick. Yeah. They Both held out Rat- on that a long time. I remember that they held out on that trade for a long bloody time until they made that trade. And here's the thing. Bo Horvat is playing a lot better right now than Matt Duchesne was when that trade happened. True. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, there's uh, there hasn't been a lot of movement as far as centers go the last few years because let's be honest, when a team has a top center, they don't they don't tend to trade them. You know, this is kind of yeah. an odd situation that the Vancouver Canucks are in. But again, with the way he's playing, what he can bring to a team, I really think you can get a first round pick, a quality prospect, like a really good prospect, and another piece, whether that's a conditional second round pick or whatever it is, maybe another prospect. I think they can really stock up the coverage with this trade. And, and if they are going for a rebuild, you, you got to pull the trigger at some point. You know, you got to get value for your top players at some point. Man, if they're trading Horvat, though, like, I feel like you just got to tear it all down then. You can't just keep the rest. Uh, yeah, it, exactly like Connor says here. If Horvat leaves Vancouver, uh, is in serious trouble, cannot afford to lose him. Again, I feel like we're heading down the road of Jim Rutherford and Patrick Alvin kind of dismantling this team. Yeah. Like, you know? do you trade Pedersen? Do you trade Hughes? Like, I guess. I, yeah, you know what? I, I, I don't know. I, you know, it, it's kind of interesting because I don't know, two, three months ago, that would seem crazy. Yeah. Right. But again, like we mentioned earlier, are, is this Vancouver Canucks team going to be any better during the, the prime of Quinn Hughes or Elias Pedersen? It doesn't look like it. That that would mean this team has turned it around in like two, three years. Your prime is around when you're 26. Yeah. It seems like we're going to waste those years, unfortunately. Oh, I mean, look, look at what uh, Colorado did a few years ago. They were bottom of the league, and they, yeah. and they went, went on to winning a cup within five years. I mean, we need to hire who they hired. Yeah, no, where, exactly. Where are those guys? Who did that for them? Let's get them in here and fix this. And the problem is, is when you talk about all these championship teams – at some point, whether it's through drafting or a big trade or, or even free agency for some teams, they've all addressed their defense. They've made sure they have a, a quality defense before moving forward. The Vancouver Canucks, you know, with a, a bottom 10 defense, and, you know, I might be cutting them some slack here, honestly, saying they're a bottom 10 defense. But a bottom 10 defense, how do you expect to make the playoffs with a bottom 10 defense? I mean, it's crazy. You know, you're rolling out this... This, this group of players that you know is subpar and you're expecting good results. I mean, that that just seems kind of crazy to me. I, I think their uh, their shot is one in four to make the playoffs right now, like 25%. I mean, I, I'd say that's high, honestly. I but... mean, I, I thought it was high too when I saw that stat. I was like, man, they're giving them a lot of credit. Like, it's not That's not the team I'm, I've been watching all season, you know? like I, I think that's kind of based off of, you know, a lot of teams in this division are struggling right now, so it doesn't quite look as bad as it should. But I think once things start to level out, yeah, I, I don't think the Canucks well, have look, a chance. Anaheim, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, let's let's look at uh, let's quickly look at the standings here and see where the Canucks are as far as their division goes. Well, Anaheim's um, the big story of a team that's really, really bad for some reason. Yeah. Well, and, and the Vancouver Canucks are behind the San Jose Sharks. I mean, a team that really has honestly nothing going for them right now. It's nope. an absolute tire fire there but they're yep. still doing better than the Vancouver yeah, Canucks. I heard Anaheim doesn't have a regulation win. Wow. Really? They're, they're, they're five, 13 and one minus 32 goal differential. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, they hey, don't right, have a regulation win. Isn't that crazy? That's even that worse is pretty than crazy. Us. Yeah. No. And looking at the rest of the division, I mean, the Oilers and flames, they're not necessarily having good, good seasons either. I mean, you're the Oilers are at today. 20 points in 19 games. That's, that's hmm. not where you want to be at. Uh, the behind Flames Seattle. Are, yeah, I know. I know. Seattle's been a bit of a surprise this year. Um, yeah. uh, Connor's saying 25%. That's generous. Should be under 12%. Yeah, 
Yeah, one and eight. Fair enough. Yeah, that's that's more what I was thinking. You know, give him like a five ten percent shot, not not twenty five. That seems really high to me. But like, look, maybe it is because the rest of our division absolutely sucks. So yeah, no, I, I think that's it. I honestly think that's it. I think that skews the numbers a little bit. I think if our division was playing as they should, I mean, Edmonton and Calgary, they're better teams than a point a game right now. Yeah, I mean, they, the, the move Calgary made over the summer were really interesting to me, and I don't know. It, it seems like they just uh, they're just sort of stagnating. Yeah, um, it, it's hard to change a whole core, you know, over a summer with trades. You know, it's, it's never easy. I do think they're a better team than what they're showing, though. Um, so we'll see what happens with them. Um, s- since we've been talking about Bo Horvat and being traded, actually, I'm, I know we were going to do this later in the episode. Well, I might as well bring it up right now, the poll question, um, which is on our Twitter page, at Canucks Weekly. Uh, it's pretty simple. Will the Canucks trade Bo Horvat before the trade deadline? Yes or no? Yes is winning this poll at 63%. People think the Vancouver Canucks will trade Bo Horvat uh, before the trade deadline. 36% saying no. I answered that question on Twitter when I pressed the no button because I think the Canucks don't have the balls to move him before the trade deadline. <laughs> yeah. Um, when I said no, it was about 76% yes. But that's, that's the thing is I just I don't have faith in the team actually pulling the trigger because <clears throat> what I've seen over the years is them making these little retool on the fly, yeah. uh, absolute um, just ballless moves, just no courage, no no bravery. They're not going for it. They're not doing it live. They're you know what's the worst part? Back. You know what's the worst part? This front office has completely changed. And we still feel the exact same about this team. It's got to be ownership. It's that's the thing. I mean, you might as well just name Francesco the GM of the team. Honestly, like Jim Jim Benning was never general manager here. Patrick Elvine yeah. was never actually general manager. Yeah, here. Mike Gillis was Francesco. the last guy who actually did the job. Exactly. It, it, it almost seems that way. And yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I feel like this ownership deserves all the criticism that they're getting. I really yeah. do. Yeah, it seems like it. Man, show me some results or show me the door. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, Jack, should we bring up? Uh, I know you had some some memes that you wanted that you wanted me to bring up. These are some good ones. Look, I've been I've been trolling the Canucks Reddit and the Canucks Twitter, and uh, these are my my top three memes of the week. So let's let's have at her. All right, uh, give me a second. I'll bring them up. But uh, you know that that's kind of where we're at this season, folks. Uh, the Vancouver Canucks have disappointed us so much that we've. Uh, We've, we've stooped we've to meme to review. <laughs> to meme review, exactly. Um, all right, here we go. Let's bring this up on the on the screen here. All right, the first meme. Jack, run us through this one. Th- this is this is the Canucks going down, down like a, <laughs> down like the Can- Titanic. And look, if, if they printed this on a jersey, I'd buy it. You know what? Let's say in like 20 years, the Vancouver Canucks pick it up and turn this thing around. They should make this a reverse retro to pay oh. homage to the awful years that we've been through. This, this is the this is the last 10 years of the Canucks, just, just hitting an iceberg and going straight down. Yeah, exactly. All right, the next one. This one here, multiple lead, good defense, smart plays, and it's gone. <laughs> yeah. So, I love that one. It's good gone. old South Park. It's just gone. Like this, this is just classic. Like it, this is... What else can we expect from the Canucks but to hold the lead? No, it's gone. Um, oh, we're up the, two goals and it's gone. The the some good uh, defense part that might be a stretch. I don't know if we've ever seen good defense in a Vancouver Canucks game this year. But still uh, haven't seen a sixty minute effort, man. We were talking no, about I, this last time. Yeah, 
Yeah, and that that is really one of the main issues for this team. They'll put in a solid, you know, 45, 50 minutes and then blow the whole game in 10 minutes. Well, it's a 45, 50 minutes spread out in chunks over the course of the game, not even consistently. Like, they'll play good for five minutes, crap for five minutes. Good for two minutes, crap for six minutes. Like, it's, yeah. it's just totally inconsistent. Connor saying on a lighter note, we should sign the cameraman as goalie. He let in less goals than Demko did all evening versus Vegas. That was pretty funny. Did you see that? The puck hitting uh, the camera yeah, lens? The, they're challenging for a game stoppage event. Yeah, yeah. that was interesting. That, that was an interesting play. but uh, the, I've the never thing, heard a challenge for that before. The thing with the uh, the camera lens is if you look at it you know, from the side when it was laying on the ice, it looked like a puck. You know, it's black, it's circular, it's, you know, about the thickness of a puck. I mean, I can see how that would confuse guys, but yeah, I mean, at this point, we might need to throw that guy in that, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, Jacob saying Vegas owns y'all. Yeah. Thanks, Jacob. Yep. <laughs> I mean, thank you, and that's it's true. Can't deny it. All right, last one. And this one here. They're all blaming each other, and they're all to blame. <laughs> they're all the same, and we haven't how, seen any results. I love how Jim Benning's in there. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, like we were saying, they put the stamp of approval on Jim Benning. So, look, he's in there. And exactly. And I don't know, like, why did you even fire Jim Benning if you're just going to keep running things behind the scenes anyways and not change what he built? I mean, it's the same thing. This that's why that's why I thought this was one of the memes of the week. Like it, it just encapsulates what we've been talking about, the problems with management. They're all just it's it's uh, I want to be rude about it. I mean, here's here's the problem. When you dedicate so much time to to a sports team like this and they constantly disappoint you and it's been year after year, now it's becoming, you know, decades. I mean, how can you not expect a pissed off fan base? How can you not expect all the criticism like they're getting? Because honestly, you know, as a fan, I wish I could say, you know, this is a great team. They're going to turn it around. And I know before the season started, I thought this was a playoff team. But yeah. now once I'm really seeing, you know, this team in action and and what's going on here, I, I don't have faith that this Vancouver Canucks team is going to make the playoffs in the next five years. Well, I mean, I actually don't. You know what this actually reminds me of? Did you hear uh, the Brady Kachuk quote from this this week? No, I didn't. What is it? So Brady Kachuk came out and he's like, I'm getting real sick of the negativity from the fan base. Like we need to turn things around, blah, blah, blah. So he was like criticizing the fans for being negative about Ottawa. I I feel like he just, well, I sort of respect that he's sort of going to bat for the team and the coach because they were criticizing the coach. I feel like he just doesn't have a leg to stand on. And it's the same thing with the Canucks. Like the Ottawa Senators have been so bad for so long. That, like, I, I get that you haven't been there that long, but it's just, I, I the, the Canucks are in the same boat as Ottawa, as far as I can tell. Like, look, we had a terrible owner in Eugene Melnick, and the Canucks have a terrible owner in Francesco Aquilini, and it, it just looks like two sides of the same coin. And as much as it might bother Brady Kachuk for the fan base to be pissed off about the Ottawa Senators, show me some results. Yeah, Show me a playoff win. Like, I, I just don't feel like, like, like I said, as much as I respect the fact that he's going to bat for the team, going back for the coach, you haven't shown me any results. So I, I don't know what you're complaining about when you're saying, oh, you're being too negative. Well, show me some results, get some wins. You're not paying you millions of dollars for nothing. And, and you know, it's, those are great points. And, and, you know, we brought this up in the past as well. You know, we're a little bit older now. We've seen some success with this Vancouver Canucks team. That's still 
how I kind of identify the Vancouver Canucks in my mind and in my heart is when they were playing well. But we've said it before. There's people that are, you know, diehard Canucks fans that are 16, 17, 18 years old. And all they've really seen is bad hockey. Just just flat out bad hockey. That's all they've seen from the Vancouver Canucks. And that's disgraceful. It is like, look, I, I, as much as it sucks to be negative about the Canucks every week, like we're not going to see results if we just let this slide. Yeah, no, exactly. Because you know what? The thing is with the Vancouver Canucks is they're always going to make money. So that's never going to push this ownership group to do something different. If wins don't sell tickets, then they're just going to keep not winning. Uh, Connor Sake, speaking of Aquilini, how dare they re- release the reverse retro jersey at twice the price of an Abbotsford uh, Canucks jersey? That is the same thing uh, with the same logo. Yeah, I mean, they're basically the same. I, I don't know if this is like the Canucks doing or if this is more of like an Adidas pricing thing, like league-wide, because I know all the reverse retros are really expensive. Um, but hey, another another cash grab for the Vancouver Canucks and Francesco that's, Aquilini. Like, look, that's, that's what the NHL... I, I'm just... I'm appalled at the NHL as a business right now. I think they're doing all the wrong things in all the wrong places, putting putting these ridiculous ads that get in the way of watching the game, putting uh, patches on on the jersey that mars the beautiful uh, hockey jersey that yeah. is sacred and should not be marred by these ads. Like as much of a capitalist as I am, I feel like there's some spaces that need to be exempt from that sort of monetization. Because I don't want this to turn into a European hockey league. This is the NHL. The NHL needs to stand above that. They're, they can make money in other ways. We don't need a TD patch here. With the, like, come on. Like, is it really like? What is and it? here's the thing. Here's the thing. As inches, as, like, come on. as small as it might be or whatever, it's a slippery slope that we've already started to fall down. They, like they we, want to turn this into a European league. I know. It's like that. We they want us to watch an ad with a hockey game mixed in the middle. You know. Yeah. I, I, especially with the sports betting thing too that's just gross to me like uh it's just yeah i mean the the thing that gets me with with the board ads that yeah. that one really bugs me because I, I do believe it takes away from the game i don't know how and again advertisers love this but mm-hmm. i don't know how often watching a game i'm distracted now when the ads change and I missed oh, that split time. second play that I should have seen, but now the fucking Air Canada planes flying across the boards, or there's like a yeah. Toyota pickup truck commercial, and that's driving along the boards. Yeah. I, I don't need to see that. No, like, and like you were saying, like, and the purpose of that obviously is to draw your eye to it. Yeah, obviously. So, like you were saying, like, look, we can have these digital ads, but change them behind the play. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Like, that would be fine. I wouldn't have a problem with it. The problem is the Air Canada jet flying across the screen while I'm trying to watch hockey. Like, it's it automatically draws your eye to it, and that's what it's supposed to do. And it's just a totally obvious uh, detraction from the game. It's like the – I haven't watched it for a while, but it's like the South Park episode. It's like you think you're watching a hockey game, but no, it's just an ad. It's just an ad. It's just an ad. She knows she's an ad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A lot, a lot of South Park references tonight. I love it. Man, South Park will, will always be relevant. All right. Uh, the game's about to start. Let's wrap this up in a couple minutes here. Yeah. Uh, score prediction for tonight's game against the Avalanche. The Avalanche are 11-5-1. They've been playing pretty well lately. So what, what do you think the score is tonight, Jack? It's a 4-1. 4-1 for the abs. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna say I'm gonna say maybe three two. 
And that's an optimistic 4-1. Yeah, and this is an optimistic 3-2 for the Avalanche as well. I feel like the Abs are going to outplay the Vancouver Canucks, but somehow the Vancouver Canucks are going to be in it at the end, and then they will disappoint. Dylan, here's the thing. It's an optimistic 4-1 because my pessimistic prediction is (laughs) 4-2. Exactly. With a two-goal lead. With a two-goal lead, exactly. (laughs) That has been, yeah. The Achilles heel for the Vancouver Canucks is oh, going up by two goals. Just absolutely painful. Let's let's be down going into the third. Maybe that'll change our fortune. <laughs> I don't know. Something something's gotta happen. Something's gonna uh, change, man. Games coming up this week. Golden Knights on Saturday, Sharks on Sunday, Caps on Tuesday. Um, yeah, Jacob's gonna be watching that game, of course. Um, I don't know. I say maybe we get one win against the San Jose Sharks, and that's probably it this week. Division rival, man. We gotta beat them. Yeah. We got to beat them. All yeah. right, Jack, uh, anything else before we log off here? Oh, that's about all. Um, the season yeah. is uh, the season's drag, man. It's, it's really disappointing. It's not what I thought it would be. No, I, again, like I, we've said this a lot on the podcast. We, we did this because we really thought this was going to be the season where things turned around, but uh, things have gone poorly to <laughs> put, yeah. put it lightly. Things have turned around the wrong way. Exactly. As if they couldn't be wor- you know, worse than last season or the, the previous eight years. But anyways, try to enjoy the game tonight, folks. Vancouver Canucks against the Avalanche. Uh, thanks for joining us, and we will see you next week.